Barry Waits here. Uh, he was uh, in uh, Allah. Allah, Allahabad. Allahabad, India, in 1964. What uh, what can you tell me about your experience? Well, it was uh, as corny as it sounds. It really was a life changing experience. Um, I've been back. Uh, I went back there. Uh, I was there 64 to 66, and I went back there again with my wife. Who we backpacked from Europe. Went back in 70, uh, uh, spring of 73, and then I went back again uh, about three years ago, and. Uh, uh, it was um, uh, it was really it was really um, it was back at a time when um, it was before tourism really hit India, and in fact before the hippies hit India, uh, and it was in a short the short time between I left when I left there in '66, and when my wife and I went back in '73, the hippies had arrived, and uh, and really lowered the. Um, uh, lowered the esteem in which uh, in which Indians uh, held Westerners, uh, because even though of course they were, uh, were had been a British colony, they, they thought very highly of Westerners. Uh, so it was I was glad to have been there, uh, and it was before, as I say, before tourists um, uh, arrived. And uh, for example, when we uh, uh, when I was there, uh, there, it was the place I worked at was a. Uh, uh, a, a Christian, uh, and still is a, a Christian institute, the Allahabad Agricultural Institute, and uh, uh, we uh, uh, we had a, an outing one time to Banaras or Varanasi, which is the most holy city right. for Hindus, which yeah. is about 75 miles down river, uh, down the Ganges, and. Uh, uh, when we when we went there, in uh, in uh, the time I was there as a volunteer, uh, we went out in the morning uh, and uh, early in the morning uh, and uh, on a boat, and uh, uh, to to look at the ghats and people were bathing and there was uh, burning ghats with bodies being burned. Uh, when my wife and I went back there in '73, there were tourist boats out uh, at that time of the day uh, with uh, you know there were uh, it, the, the tourists had hit. And uh, so it was nice to have been there back in a time when uh, uh, before tourists. Also, it was it was before the time when it, when it was really as small a world as it is now. I mean, uh, we communicated with uh, uh, by letter uh, to Canada by letter, and. Uh, Phone calls you would you would seldom uh, you wouldn't even think as a volunteer to try to phone home. Uh, the uh, institute I was at uh, there were, I don't know how many phones there were, but even the University of Allahabad only had maybe half a dozen telephones, and it was um, uh, it was often literally quicker to hop on a bicycle and ride over to, to the other place rather than trying to telephone them. Uh, even if you could get through, uh, the person at the other end, you'd ask for somebody and, uh, and, um, uh, and, and they'd say, a BIA is just coming. Well, uh, that often meant they, they weren't going to be coming at all. Uh, so uh, one of the other interesting things that, um, uh, that was happening at, at Allahabad, at, at right near the Institute, Allahabad uh, is on the Jumna River, and the Jumna is a river that flows through New Delhi, and uh, it's in the uh, uh, in the springtime, 
it's very over the winter months. It gets very low. Now, people who have watched the uh, with the uh, with the Commonwealth Games know that uh, it flooded and it, it almost wiped out the Commonwealth Games when it flooded in New Delhi uh, in the fall uh, because of the monsoons. But in the spring, it's very low, and it meets at almost a right angle. Uh, it meets the Ganges River, the other, of course, the, the well-known river, mm-hmm. uh, and you can actually see within a, within a distance of six inches the, where the one river meets the other because the Jumna is is calm and the uh, the Ganges is flowing faster and uh, in fact on the uh, where I was on the Jumna there were uh, porpoises freshwater porpoises and turtles and we used to go swimming uh, and the water was was quite clear and every once in a while a body would come floating by but uh, that was just part of the local scene and uh, uh, because it's a place where the two basically holy rivers meet uh, a, a place called the Sangam or meeting place um, it's a holy place to bathe now generally uh, Benares or Varanasi the, the city downstream was a more holy place to bathe uh, but uh, once every year there's a big bathing ceremony at, at, at the Sangam at Alabad uh, called a Margmela and uh, it, it's for a month for about between the middle of, of uh, beginning to middle of January to to beginning middle of February and that, then that place becomes at that time becomes the most holy place to bathe and uh, every year there are millions of people over the month come but every 12 years there's a a, a, a ceremony called the Kumela and uh, that's the especially auspicious uh, uh, time and place to bathe and millions upon millions of people come and within the month uh, there, are, there are uh, particularly auspicious days, and there was a day, called, uh, January 21st, 1966, uh, which was uh, Mauni Amawasya, it's called, and uh, uh, they, uh, on that day, there were five million people bathing on the one day, and it's uh, at each each uh, 12-year cycle, it gets updated in the Guinness Book of Records, but it's always it's always the largest gathering in the history of the world in one place for one thing. And when I uh, I got in a boat upriver, there was a, it was a large boat. Two guys were rowing it because they could row it because the, the river wasn't flowing very fast. And at first we were going downstream anyway. There were about 75 people in the boat, and one of the fellows at the other end of the boat says, "Mr. Barry, Mr. Barry," and I said, "I don't know who it was." I said, uh, "I said what?" He says, "Are you going bathing?" And I thought, you know, if I don't go bathing, I will forever regret it. So I went down there, and, and me and all these millions of people in the water bathing. And uh, I always said, if it wasn't for me, it would have been 4,999,999. <laughs> so I always said I was in the Guinness Book of Records for 12 years. Uh, but it was it was a terrific experience. And one thing that, that I'm sorry about one change in CUSO. And that is that um, uh, when I was a volunteer, which was at very early days, um, they would find, um, uh, you could apply to, to, to go overseas, and you'd say where you wanted to go. And if you were an appropriate person to go overseas, no matter what kind of line of work you were in, and I was, uh, I'll try to say in a minute what I was doing over there, uh, they would find something so that uh, somebody from Canada could uh, maybe uh, do something in India, but also uh, 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 from the point of view of, of having an experience. Uh, now, of course, CUSO is, uh, it's the other way around. And, uh, and there are jobs developed.
development jobs and they find people that only fit those jobs and people like myself likely would not be able to go with QSO because I was uh, I was a music and PE major and I was working in this uh, Christian institution and I was uh, assistant athletic director and I was chapel choir master and uh, uh, and uh, you know I, I, I learned uh, fortunately for me there was a missionary language school in the city and I learned Hindi at least well enough to get by and uh, and I speak Hindi uh, well enough to make people think I speak more than I really do. And I, <laughs> and I can read and write Hindi. And, uh, and when I went back for five weeks in um, uh, 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 several years ago, three or four years ago, uh, it was it was neat to be able to um, you know uh, neat to be able to uh, to speak to people uh, and uh, you know uh, and uh, and uh, it, you know and sort of be more part of the local scene than, uh, than, than regular tourists are. So, uh, and I, I use it, I actually use Hindi sometimes uh, as a substitute for Punjabi because I'm a, a lawyer now, uh, semi-retired, and I work in the uh, court system in Surrey. And of course, a lot of people speak Punjabi and I don't <coughs> converse with them Punjabi, but I speak enough to, uh, to put them at ease. And uh, so, uh, uh, you know, it, but it's, uh, I, I, the thing, one thing that really excites me is that my daughter, one of my daughters, is now with an organization called Leprosy Mission Canada. And one of the things that I did when I was there in the summer, being a, 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 a what is now a university, we didn't have students in the summer, so I went and did some work at the local leprosy hospital. It was 110 degrees out, and I used to put a, I had a pith helmet, and I put a soaking wet uh, towel uh, hanging down my back of my neck. And by the time I got there, 15 minutes later, it would be absolutely bone dry. Yeah. Uh, but my daughter is now with an organization called Leprosy Mission Canada, and they support leprosy hospitals around the world, and they're also trying to change the the way people feel about leprosy. And uh, one of the one of the hospitals that they support is the one that I did volunteer work at, and my daughter's been there. So I, I sometimes think it's funny how great funny the way the world works. Thing, so, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, it's uh, the, the changes in India. It's interesting to see the changes in India. One thing I, I'm disappointed with is is how how much more polluted it is. The the air over New Delhi, for example, all the way down to Agra, down to Taj Mahal, is all is is is. is Quite thick pollution. In fact, on the the Taj Express on the train, sometimes you couldn't see more than maybe a hundred meters. And I I thought for sure that the All India Railways, which carries millions and millions of people a day, and is government controlled, I, I thought for sure they would have a policy on. Uh, on garbage and trash, um, but no, this stuff still gets swept out on the tracks. So, um, uh, and I, uh, one other experience I remember on the trains, and it was like out of something in Kipling. Uh, uh, long story, very short. I found myself on a train where a bunch of us were locked. We locked ourselves in. A, it was full, full length carriage uh, because people were, were uh, wanted to get in the train, they, they were going bathing and there were thousands of people they ended up being on top of the train like a scene out of a, a, a scene out of the 1800s and the entire top of the train in the morning when they stopped people were going bathing and the entire top of the train was covered with people so uh, and uh, uh, you know it, it, the, uh, it's, it's unfortunate the way that the world has changed so much that uh, it, it's uh, 
traveling is not the same as used to be. Living in a country like that is not the same as used to be. I mean, you can call call India now for four cents a minute. You know, when it used to be like say, it used to be you. Uh, an arm and a leg. It was only yeah, and and it really you really were in a different world, uh, and. Uh, uh, and now it's a, you know, it's a vacations that people can just take. Uh, and uh, I mean, it took us with CUSO. Uh, we flew from Vancouver to Hawaii, then to Guam, then to Singapore, then to New Delhi, because it was the Canadian Air Force flying us, and we flew, flew an old Vickers Viscount. And it really was a long way away. Uh, now it's uh, you know, not all that many hours by plane. The world has gotten a little smaller, yeah. They work Sounds like I detect a bit of around anger, or you're lamenting something. That's no, I, I'm, I, I, no, it's just I, I'm disappointed that, that India has not, uh, in places like All India Railways, where they could easily deal with garbage. Uh, so uh, they, they haven't done anything, uh, and uh, uh, you know. It, but uh, but otherwise, it's uh, you know. I'm I'm looking forward to going back again, maybe next fall, and uh, uh, you know the. Um, uh, I've always I've always been happy that my time that, that I chose India as a place to go, because uh, it's a, in, in many ways a fabulous country, and. Uh, and it's always fun speaking Hindi when no one expects you to speak Hindi. So. so what is it that keeps drawing you back? You've been back a number of times. Well, um, the answer is I don't know. It's just because, I, I guess because I really, uh, I wanted to go back this last time because I wanted to, uh, uh, I wanted to see, see how it had changed. And I, uh, and it had been a while and it was, it was a country I really, uh, uh, I, I really feel a lot of affection for. What, what is where where does that affection come from? What's can you explain that a little bit? Well, the the people uh, uh, the people the people the culture. Uh, I mean, my experience was uh, was nothing but a really good experience when I was there, uh, and uh, I, I I just feel a great affection for the for the people of India. Fair enough. What what were what were some of the challenges that you faced while you were there? Well, I, I probably didn't have as many challenges as many volunteers because the institute I was in was a uh, was a very Western style. The the people lived in a very Western style. Uh, they uh, uh, it was it was uh, as I said it was the Allahabad Agricultural Institute. It was founded by a missionary and it had always been a Christian institution and. Um, uh, it, um, it was always, uh, it always had missionaries on staff. And uh, uh, I, uh, when I went down there, I, I, uh, I, I tried to decide, well, what should I wear when I'm arriving? Well, I, I decided to wear a kurta pajama, which is a, a local uh, uh, dress. And when I arrived, um, it was clear that, that, uh, that nobody else wore that, uh, except maybe in the summer when it's really, really hot. And I was quickly told, well, listen, we'll show you where you're staying, and then uh, you can get changed. <laughs> Take your shopping. So I didn't. Uh, it, it, uh, then, you, of course, you, I, I had. I had a, you know, you, you uh, I had to look after my own uh, cooking and so on, and had to go into the market. And, uh, but I didn't, 
I didn't really experience any any uh, culture shock. Uh, I know that some volunteers go over and they're 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 living in very very basic conditions. Um, I could get um, Western style food if I wanted to. They were Western style restaurants, uh, and uh, and I could you know I could buy. Uh, it's interesting buying meat locally because what happens is the Hindus, when their cows reach the end of their lives, they'll sell them to Muslims, and the Muslims of course can slaughter the cows. Or you could, or sometimes water buffalo. So you go down to the butcher place, which is the Muslims, and then you could buy uh, you, you could buy meat from them, and then you know, and uh, so you, uh, so there wasn't. Uh, I, I didn't really have a whole lot of um, uh, a whole lot of culture shock, and it, it really uh, I, I really didn't find I had much trouble uh, much trouble adjusting. Fair enough. Just to wrap things up here, what what do you feel like you've taken away from this this experience, having gone back a number of times? Be in the place that I was from. Well, that's. It's hard to say. I mean, it's. Uh, I guess. Uh, an understanding of, of uh, uh, that the rest of the world is not like us. That we're a lot more. Uh, we're we are a lot more um, uh, fortunate than the rest of the world. I mean, the people here. The people in Canada have no idea what poverty is. Uh, I remember last time going there and being in the Taj Express and uh, and watching kids uh, in garbage dumps going through and picking out plastic bags. Uh, I remember when I was there at first, uh, and I didn't see this much mainly exactly as in big cities, uh, but when I was there as a volunteer, you get girls like four years old going through with a little. Um, a, a little container on their head, picking up kada that they could use to uh, uh, they could use for for cooking, uh, not for heat, but for cooking. Uh, and uh, uh, I guess it's just a, a just a general appreciation of, of uh, what, as I say, of what life is, is like in the rest of the world. And uh, it, I've always liked traveling, and, and my wife and I have traveled a lot since then to other places. And uh, uh, so uh, it, it, it really gives you sort of it sounds a bit corny, but really you sort of a world view. I don't think that's corny at all. I think that's very relevant. Well, um, of course, a lot more people travel now, and I, I, I bet uh, uh, you know it is nice to be here and, and see so many. You know, it's nice to meet the old volunteers, and uh, uh, and uh, uh, but now, of course, people travel all over the place now. So there's so many, so many more people who do travel, and uh, uh, but I think I think I those of us who have been volunteers get to see uh, see stuff that that. that just regular tourists don't see. Right. Barry, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today, and thank, thank you for your service. Take care.